Floor, the world's first and only NBA podcast, probably. I'm your host, Brian Gill. Joined, as always, by the Tyreek Evans to my Mike Miller. It's my co-host, Tobin Hodges. Tobin, how's it going, buddy? It's going okay. Going okay. It's opening night, essentially. I mean, I guess last night was opening night, but there's only two games. That doesn't matter. Um, we're, I've got Mavs Spurs going on in the background. So if you if you if I seem distracted, I am. That's the deal. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out who to be angry at because that's how I watch basketball. Um, great, great night though. There's lots of games. I love this. I love League Pass. I love all that we're. It feels a little weird this year because the Rangers are in the World mm-hmm. Series, and so I haven't fully transitioned to basketball yet, like I normally would this this time of year. Um, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get one more week of baseball. Hopefully. Hopefully, four more wins, and uh, and then we can we can be all we can be all basketball all the time here. Let's spread the floor. That's what we're that's what we're all about. It's what we're trying to get to. If you if my background's crazy, sorry. There's like a freaking monsoon running through <laughs> Dallas Fort Worth right now. So yeah, not much I can do. <laughs> not much I can do about that. Um, this is our annual episode uh, that Tobin demands. It's his favorite episode of the year, and uh, he he's like, "We got to talk about MVP." And so, so here we are. Um, I'm just kidding. Tobin hates this episode. I yes. kind of hate it too. It's like one of those things that you kind of have to do um, as the only NBA podcast. Because how else um, is anybody going to be ready? for the season and the, the eventual awards at the end of the season. If we, if we don't make those picks up front, you know, um, we're the, we go through the odds. Cause how else are you going to, how else are you going to do it? Where else are you going to hear this kind of content? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for real though, the thing that this is our promise to you, if you're new to spread the floor, this is our promise to you. We're going to do our awards picks here tonight. That's what this episode's going to be. We're going to go through most improved and coach of the year and rookie of the year and all that kind of stuff. And MVP, obviously. And then we will not we will not bring up the MVP one time until the last week of the season because there is a the the stupidest way that you can watch the NBA is through the lens of who is the MVP in freaking October. Um, it's it's infuriating. It got enough bad buzz last year, Tobin, within NBA Twitter, NBA podcast circles that maybe. I shouldn't hold out hope that it's going to be different, no. but maybe just a few people will be like, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't, we shouldn't decide that Harrison Barnes is the MVP of the league because he had a good three game stretch to start the season." Things like that. Um, it's the dumbest way to watch basketball, and we don't do it. So we'll talk about it tonight. We'll make our picks. We'll hold on to them for posterity because the first thing we're going to do tonight is go over last year's terrible picks. Um, and then we won't talk about it again until until basically it's it's decided, right? And then we'll say here's who we were voting for, if we had a ballot. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's the end of it. So I think the only time the, we ever talk about it is whenever we want to crap on people like Joel Embiid yes. for caring about it in the yes. in game thirty. Hundred percent. So, yeah. Hundred percent. And look, if if um, oh, out of Scoot Henderson is averaging thirty two seven and nine, and the the Blazers are are somehow like a top four team in the West in January. Yeah, we may mention like, hey, he's ugh, who knew that? Wow, that's crazy. But otherwise, we stay out of it because it's stupid to form your narratives early in the season. And we all anyway, I'm done talking about it. Um, this is our pick. These were our picks from last year. Um, I don't. I, I don't love like to keep this these. This- bring- this I love is the this worst part. part of these episodes every year. <laughs> I know, but we have to hold each other accountable. Um, this is this is what we did. 
last year, we did not pick most improved player last year. We're only doing it this year because I think it's actually like a fun, there's some fun um, options there. So we'll talk that out here in a second. But coach of the year last year, I had my ballot was Steve Kerr, Eric Spolstra, Chris Finch, and my dark horse candidate was Willie Green. Your ballot was Willie Green, Chris Finch, Jason Kidd, and your dark horse was J.B. Bickerstaff. Um, I looked at the results today just to remind myself. Mike Brown won last year. We didn't. Neither of us had him no, any, nobody saw like, that in consideration at all. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, um, so sorry. Mark Dagnow was second. Joe Mazzula was third. Um, I looked at who else got votes. Willie Green finished 12th, tied for 12th. So I think he got one third place vote. So we got on the board there. And JB Biggerstaff was fourth last year. So you did better than me um, by having JB as your dark horse candidate. I always feel like Coach of the Year is really tough to predict because it's like it's more e- than anything, you're based on last year than this year. It's it either given like. to a coach that comes out of nowhere, like Mark Dagnell or yeah. whatever, or a coach that you just can't argue it because they went, you know, 65 and 12 or whatever it is. <laughs> right. So like <laughs> right. 65 and seven. <laughs> yeah. Um, defensive player of the year. I had Bam, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green as my one, two, three. Evan Mobley was my dark horse candidate. You had Mikhail Bridges, Bam, Rudy Gobert, and Kawhi Leonard as your dark horse candidate. The um, final Man, ballot was Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you thought Kawhi was going to play 30 games. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. obviously won. Brooke Lopez came in second. That was a huge surprise, I think, to everybody. I mean, I, I thought he, I, I think I voted for him, but um, it was a surprise that he was really in the consideration. And then Evan Mobley finished third. So Draymond finished fourth in the voting last year. Bam finished fifth. Um, so we both had a couple that were, uh, you know, that were in there anyway. Rookie of the year. Mm-mm. I had Paolo Bancaro, number one, Keegan Murray, number three, number two, excuse me, Jabari Smith, number three. My dark horse candidate was Dyson Daniels. Whoopsie. You had Jaden Ivey, Jabari Smith, Paolo Bancaro. And then I'm not dogging on anybody because I love this guy coming out too. One of the, maybe the worst pick on this whole ballot is you had your dark horse candidate was Johnny Davis of the Washington (laughs) Wizards. I was. We were both really play. high on him, and man, I, I liked him. That was, he could not play in the G League, and he was not active tonight for their first game of the season. So I don't know. Maybe he's injured. I, you know, I haven't looked at the the uh, injury report from the Wizards too closely, but that's a tough one. The winners, uh, excuse me, the ballot last year was Paolo number one, uh, Jalen Williams number two, and Walker Kessler number three made kind of a late push and pushed uh, Benny Matherin and, and Keegan Murray off the ballot. Um, and then for MVP, I had Giannis one, Luca two, Joel Embiid three, John Morant. Whoopsie was my dark horse candidate, which looked good until things. Um, you had Luca number one, Giannis two, Jason Tatum number three, and your dark horse candidate was Devin Booker. Embiid obviously won. Jokic finished sec- finished second. Giannis Giannis finished third. Uh, John Morant finished 12th. Tatum was fourth, so you had a nice pick there. Luca was eighth. We both had him on our ballot. Uh, Devin Booker did not make, did not get a vote in the MVP conversation last year. So, look, we're not saying we're good at this. We're just saying that you have to do it if you're going to have an NBA podcast. This is part of the deal. That's the contract that you sign. Um, John Morant looked great for the first half yeah. of that season. He's a nice dark horse candidate. Yeah. 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 Um, 
So we're gonna we're, let's do it now. Let's do our picks here. Um, we're gonna start with the way we do this. We do it. We we try to do. Uh, we do a one two three in every um, in every spot here. So we mean if if this guy is my number one pick, it's the guy I think is gonna win the MVP. You know, um, all the way down. I do have some odds this year. I looked those up before we started tonight, so I may go over those a little bit as we go. We also pick a dark horse candidate for each of the awards, and that has to be somebody who is not in the top five uh, of the odds. So you can't make I don't know Jason Tatum your dark horse candidate for MVP. Um, you have to. Go down the line somewhere. So that's the point of all this. And obviously we're not saying, hey, definitely bet on this Dark Horse candidate. It's more of a, hey, I like the odds here. Here's the narrative. We all know that a lot of these awards, a big part of it is the narrative of it all. And so um, I think we can, we may have some opportunities here to kind of spin narrative, especially when it comes to um, our Dark Horse candidate. So Tobin, we're going to start at the bottom. We're going to go most improved first. Only because I think there are some interesting candidates here this year. Usually we don't even pick this one. We don't pick sixth man because it's a stupid award. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go most improved player, coach of the year, defensive player. Then I've got a little game to play that'll make Tobin angry. Uh, we'll do rookie of the year and MVP, and we'll get out of here and be done. And then start talking about real basketball for the rest of the season. Tobin, give me your one, two, three, and your dark horse candidate for the most improved player. All right, my most improved um Number three is Jordan Poole, because I okay. think that, and I, I should say first off the bat, this is not, I'm choosing, I always choose these based off of what do I think the voters are going to say, yeah, not necessarily totally. what this I This is not your pick. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Because I would never vote Jordan Poole for anything, really. Uh, I think Poole was number three in the odds. He's plus 12. Oh, okay. I saw that, and I agree with you. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with your pick here. I think that it is insane that he is going, that he's even in consideration for this. All it comes down to is he's going to have the opportunity to he's shoot. He's going to score year. a ton yeah. of unnecessary, yeah. so. uneventful points. <laughs> and so that's kind of what I, where I'm at. I, yeah. no, so no, you're right to put it down. I'm my just, number yeah. two is Anthony Simons. I think that yeah. he's going to have a pretty big year. And again, a lot of junk time and a lot of not Damian Lillard time. So I think that there's a good chance that he'll kind of continue that now. Uh, My number one is a player that I think last year, because of who was around him, um, took a little bit of a dip. And by all accounts, and everybody is saying this, whenever this waste of space person ends up leaving Philadelphia, this person's <laughs> going to be a lot better off. And that's Tyrese Maxey. I think Tyrese Maxey is due for a big jump this year because mm-hmm. Harden just straight up made him not have a fun time. And it was just the, the, the specs and the, the advanced stats on it are just unreal how much his game took a hit whenever Harden was around. And so with Harden on his way out the door, I think Maxey makes a big jump this year and maybe gives Philadelphia some hope and some ability to convince Embiid not to ask to go to New York. So for sure. Uh, My dark horse is, I feel like this could go one of two ways. I'm, I'm betting on the, you didn't trade me after having me in trade rumors for two plus years and haha, I'm still here. I'm about to show you guys why I'm still here. I I think Tyler hero is going to be on not a great team and also be having a little trip on his shoulder. I think mm-hmm. that he's, he could be a dark horse to kind of just come out and just go nuts. And he's plus 5,000 on, I think it was FanDuel is what it was. Yeah. So yeah. Um, pretty pretty low on the odds for sure. Okay. Yeah, it's a good pick. Um, Simons is plus 1,700. He's 
fifth or sixth on the list. So that's good. Yeah, you're playing the odds there. I like it. Uh, number three for me, honestly, this is it. It's the same as Pool in a lot of ways. It's like kind of dumb that he's on this list. It's slight for different reasons. Pool is because he's going to get lots more shots, um, kind of as the man or like sharing that responsibility with Kuzma. So he's getting an opportunity to put up a lot of stats on a bad team. Um, Mikhail Bridges is number three for me. He leads the odds here. He's at plus a thousand mm. um, to win this award. I think we've already seen the improvement of Mikhail Bridges when we, when he got traded to Brooklyn last year and was like, oh, by the way, I can dribble and do stuff off the dribble and shoot and stuff besides just hang out in the corner. Yeah. Um, but there's a decent chance that, I mean, that's, uh, that's probably, that's a really good chance he's your leading scorer for Brooklyn if Brooklyn does much of anything. Um, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a pretty decent, decent shot there. I have Maxi number two on my list as well at plus 1100. Same thing. I think once the Harden trade finally goes through, which by the way, now he's said, okay, I'll come back. Now that now that training camp's over, now that the the hard stuff's yeah, over, now that okay, the yeah, I can show up done. and play yeah. games. <laughs> and the Sixers have said, no, thank you. You just stay away from the team. Um, so what a wheels off situation I mean, this is. Kudos to them because that's definitely yeah, the right hold the call, line, man. Hold the freaking line. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Make him sit yeah. out the whole year, like I, like because you're not going to get. And, and I I know the Clippers are just posturing because they're doing the whole like. We're we're gonna focus on the on the season now, like that's garbage. <laughs> right, but right. but yeah. you know, like good for the Sixers to say no. Like you are actually more of a yeah. problem here than we need. So see you later. Agreed. Go get fat and you know <laughs> go to a bunch of yeah. strip club buffets while you're out. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. So I think Maxi has. I mean, he can he can cook while uh, he, we've seen what he can do anyway. You know, so now that he's essentially the second best player on that team. That's a team that has aspirations, you know, so you got to assume that he's going to get the opportunity to to put up some big stats. Number one for me is a guy who I don't know what the heck happened. Uh, I don't know why we've decided that this guy was not very good or is just not like not worth it. I he I didn't get to watch any of the, the early games tonight. I got home like late fourth quarter of uh, of Celtics Knicks, but I'll go back and watch. it. I looked at the box score, though. Hey, guess what? Cade Cunningham's really good at basketball. And for some reason, we've decided that he's he's just man, he's kind of mediocre. He almost had thirty points and almost triple double tonight, and took the Heat down to the last. So, Cade Cunningham at plus fifteen hundred, I feel like is great, great odds. I yeah, I think a lot of a lot of guys are going to be reminded of like, oh, by the way, he was the number one pick for a reason. He's very good at this. Yeah. Please stay healthy. Um, Please don't hurt your ankle. Yeah, say, but he's had like one injury. I mean, that's that's that I think is where it's been weird to me. It's like we've grouped him in with. Not Zion, but you know what I mean. Like it's it, like a Chet Holmgren type thing. Like it's, yeah, it's the yeah. way the national media talks about him. Well, maybe it's not everybody. Is you know? Oh well, I, I don't know. I didn't like he got an, he got a, he got an ankle injury. Right, like that happens. Also, they had nothing to play for. Why would they bring him back in January or February or whatever? So I think Cade's gonna have a great season. Um, so I like those odds there. My dark horse. It's just the narrative is uh, this: if this team becomes a top four team in their conference. It is going to be because of him. He has this great pedigree. We've seen this award over the last couple of years go to um, really well, well-regarded, highly touted top picks a couple of times over the last few years um, who have like breakout, who take the leap kind of seasons, you know? So Anthony Edwards at plus 4,000 feels like pretty decent. Yeah. That's, um, that's a great, I think me. it's a great pick. 
Could have gone Bancaro there too at plus four thousand. In in just in general, I I don't think that second year players should ever win this award. Um, and there's a few, there's a decent amount of voters who seem to kind of feel the same way. So you know, I like Edwards better. Mobley too at plus twenty nine hundred is pretty decent odds. So did, again, we don't usually Jaw, do the most improved player, but didn't Jaw yeah Jaw won it? Yeah, it's yeah. so like that yeah. was kind of like that. I feel like that set the precedent of. Hey, superstars can win this too if they make this leap yes. that's meteoric, and 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 he deserved it that year too. I mean, he absolutely deserved it. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. And Luca, I honestly I can't even remember if Luca won this award because it's fake. But I, can't either. Uh, I know that he was in the he was in the top it. three. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So if Edwards makes the leap, and by the way, not not great tonight. He and Cat combined to go sixteen for fifty two. That's not gonna do it. I don't think personally, but. Um, if he makes the leap that he potentially is capable of making, I think he's, he could be in this and he may come up later on my, on my, uh, another part of my ballot coach of the year. Tobin, give me your one, two, three or three, two, one in your dark horse. All right. My three is, uh, I think by default, like there's always going to be a blue chip coach up there. And, and like, when I say blue chip, I mean like they have a super team and that's going to, I think Frank Vogel is going to be that guy. I think that they're going to win a fair amount of games and he'll kind of get credit for it. And so I think Vogel's number three for me, uh, two, this is going to be kind of a, a trend on my list, but I feel like the vibes are good in well, which ironically they're also not, but I feel like <laughs> the vibes are good in Milwaukee. So I'm going to say Adrian Griffin's going to kind of surprise some people. Uh, well, not surprise people, but I think that there's, there's going to be, I think people want him to be successful in the league likes Adrian Griffin. So I think that there's a good chance he's, Pretty high up, but honestly, I'm really high on uh Dagno this year. I think that mm. he might have deserved it last year and um definitely has a chance of th- that team make another leap with healthy players and everything. So, Dagno is my number one for coach of the year this year. Okay, <coughs> um, what about your dark horse? My dark horse is our buddy in Orlando, Jamal Mosley. I think there's a nice, I think when nice. we did our over unders, I was pretty high on the magic making a leap and so i feel like if that happens there is a chance that he could get the credit for it and so um i am excited to see that happen if it does because i we all we love jamal mosley in this house so i that's my i'll i'll start there that's my uh that's my dark horse pick as well i just i look at the the east and i feel like i mean we talked about this in our over under last week um it wouldn't take much for them to jump up and be an eight seed or at least like really be in contention for that, you know, come February or whatever. Uh, and if they do that, you're going to, that's exactly the kind of uh, team and coach that usually you're going to see win this award. I, this award really is weird. Weird. It's hard to figure it out um, because it, it always feels like, the, you got, you almost like throw out the top two seeds in both conferences. Well, they can't win because it's about the players, you know, and those on those teams. Um, coaches, you only only good coaching jobs happen by by new coaches um, and teams who are like are frisky, you know, and they like don't have a lot of talent or haven't won before, but um, now, you know they're a little bit frisky. So. Well, and every once in a while, there's a year like last year where it's a dead ringer. Like we know that who this is going to be yes. because yes. the meteoric shift in. This right. in the team and so that that's like last year we all i mean like if mike brown wouldn't have won it last year i think we would have all rioted like that's you know yeah. he, yeah. he absolutely was the right choice last year and so but you're right, right. like it's it's either does the nba want to 
award a young coach like Mark Dagno for taking a team that has no business winning and being somewhat productive, or does do they want to give it to you know Darvin Ham or Frank mm-hmm. Vogel for mm-hmm. winning games? Like, yeah, with superstars. Totally. Yeah. So number three on my list is, or yeah, I'm going three to one, three to one. Um, is our old buddy Rick Carlisle. I like this what? Pacers team. <laughs> They dropped 143 points tonight on opening no, night. No, they didn't. Um, I didn't look at that yet. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's the Wizards, so like, there's a decent chance that you and I could get a bucket or two um, against the Wizards. But No, nah, man, I'm retired. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I think he's got a team that's going to be a little bit frisky, which is exactly what you're looking for in this situation. He is a great X's and O's coach. Um, yeah, I like I like it. It's pl- at plus 1,400. I, I like that. Not bad. Not bad. Um I'm just going to keep putting Eric Spolster on my on my list until he finally wins one. He's the best coach in the NBA. He probably has been for a decade, um, and he's never won Coach of the Year because this is a really weird award. So plus 1,600, I mean, there's definitely a world where all of the narrative of they didn't get Dame, they didn't get Drew, and somehow <laughs> they're the three seed in March or something, and people were like, hey, why not Why not Eric Spolster? Why wouldn't I vote for Eric Spolster, the best coach in the NBA? So – I like that at plus sixteen hundred. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't love Mark Dagno at plus seven fifty because I feel like a big part of his he's a very good coach. Don't get me wrong. A big part of his um, his success in terms of getting votes last year and being on the ballot was based on a lot of us thought that the Thunder were gonna win fourteen games, like by design, win fourteen games, and instead they were. They were a playing team. Um, their over under was a we. I think we all took the under on that. Felt no, like it was I took a the over. Bit. Okay, pretty sure I did. I'm going to double check. Then you're quick. definitely in the in the right to take him here. I I kind of hedged my bet there a little bit. Of I took the under, but also I said at the outset of this, I feel like Coach of the Year a lot of times. Yeah, I took comes the down to yeah, who should have won last year or who was close in the running last year. Well, we got to reward him this year. Monty Williams doesn't win. Tom Thibodeau does. So Monty Williams got to win the next year, whether he should have or not. Um, and it, that's not an outlier. So Mark Dagno at plus seven fifty is is who I picked here. Oh, okay. Um, as nice. my my number one. Um, didn't didn't love though. Didn't love the odds on a lot of these these guys. But I just I don't know. I, <laughs> Griffin is a smart play. He had the second best odds. He's plus nine hundred. There's just been weird buzz already with that yeah i mean getting rid of an experienced bench coach just because you don't have good vibes with him is not a great start to your coaching career right yeah i don't think malone's gonna win um i don't really know who i could say is definitively like that's probably the second best team in the west except for obviously the suns i think that if they succeed it'll be attributed to the way that they built the team and the superstars there and stuff like anyway we're spending too much time on it but um yeah i think dagna is probably a smart play uh, Tobin, defensive player of the year. I think this is always my least favorite one because of who was always in it. Um, and I feel like I pick the same freaking players every year too. So, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. so I intentionally, I think I kind of went a little different than I usually do. Um, my number three, and it's not because I think that he, it's deserving, and it's not because I think that. It's even going to happen. I think that if this player is able to do what he's capable of doing defensively, I think the media will go nuts. And that is Victor Wimbenyama. I have a feeling Mm. that if he comes in and gets a lot of blocks and does the defensive things that he's definitely capable of doing, 
I think the NBA media is going to just eat it up. And that will include mm-hmm. being on the uh, the ballot for this. So that is my reasoning for that. My number two is Giannis. I think Giannis, the last time he signed, and I, I could be wrong, the last time he signed an extension, he ended an unreal year the next year. And so um, I think that's going to start defensively for him. And one of those things is going to be he's going to be second. And then my number one, God willing, he's healthy. I think Evan Mobley is a pretty good fa- – I, mean, I, th- I know he's one of the betting favorites, but I think that he has a chance of of making a name for himself defensively this year, especially with Rudy Gobert kind of being out of the fold and uh, Draymond probably being out of the fold as well. Um, that's who I'm picking. Uh, I, I, one glaring omission, obviously, is Bam. I mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to talk about him or not. I don't know who's on your list, but I uh, I don't – I, I am very low on the heat this year, and I have a feeling that that's going to take a hit because of that. So my dark horse is because they never give this to guards, except for the one year they probably shouldn't have given it to a guard recently. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry, Brad. Uh, is uh, I'm going to go with Drew Holiday. I feel like okay. playing on the Celtics and uh, having KP to kind of if for the 20 games that KP's healthy uh, to anchor <laughs> the inside. I think that there is a chance that he is energized in playing on a contender. I think there's a good chance that he could come in and just be a defensive, the, the defensive stud that he can be and um, just kind of have a good, good season. So he's my dark horse candidate. He's a plus uh, 2,500. So I I would make a bet on that if I was in a betting city. So I like that. Okay. Um, I went back and forth. I had four guys trying to figure out where they end up here. I I'm gonna go Evan Mobley at number three. He's plus seven hundred. Got a lot of votes last year, and then he got just rolled by the Knicks in the playoffs. So it's really gonna be about did he did he develop some this offseason? Is he is he able to kind of finally I don't want to say put it together because he's a very good basketball player, but um, so far it has been a little disappointing in terms of like. I always thought it was a little insane, maybe a lot insane to be like, yeah, this is KG or Tim Duncan or whatever. That's that's ridiculous to put those kinds of expectations on somebody. But I do think that he's not quite reached um, the expectation that he uh, that you'd like to see him if you're a Cavs fan or, or whatever. So anyway, that may play into the voting a little bit. If you voted him second last year or first and then you watched him get destroyed in the playoffs, you're like, oh, maybe I don't I don't want to do that again. Uh, but he's very good at defense, so I got I got to feel like he's here. See that I'm going to take Giannis at two because you you talked me into it. I didn't have Giannis on my bet. He was the one that I dropped, oh. um, and you talked me into it. I think some of this may be just like a little bit of um, hopes and dreams. You know how I feel about Giannis. Mm-hmm. I kind of just want Giannis to be. What if I scored 40 and got like, I want him to go bananas this year. I want him to be energized by the Dame trade. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very interested to see what we get out of him this year. So yeah, I I could see that's going his way. I put Bam at number one and it's almost the same as Spolster. It's like at some point, I think Bam's going to have to win one of these things. So at plus 1200, yeah, I'll, I'll take the shot. I dropped JJJ for the same reasons that I just spoke about. Evan well, Mobley, and that's I what think. I think that with you're, you're absolutely right with Mobley, but I think his is even more recent and the stink is a lot more on man. This guy just had a rough, rough Olympics on top of the fact mm-hmm. that 
he's about to be even more exposed to with Steven Adams not um, being healthy. And so I just don't think there's any world with Steven Adams not there in, um, you know, in jaw not playing 25 games, like and possibly more because who knows what's going to happen with that. And I, I just think that there's a real chance that he takes a fall for sure. Yep. I mean, Hey, he got through 36 minutes tonight with only five fouls. So, um, I just, that's the other thing. Yeah. I feel like, you know, we didn't talk about this on the fr- up front. We probably should have of the whole, you have to play a certain amount of games before you get awards this year. Like, I feel like that same thing is true for defensive player of the year. If like, if you average over four fouls a game, then, that, then you're not, <laughs> you're not playing good defense. You're just, yeah. you're just getting, you're almost fouling out every game. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously a good defender. I'm not saying he's not a good defender. That's not right. But, but you know, some of that the good defense also means that you can't, you know, you can't just foul out every time and, and, right. and do all these fouls and then be like, yeah. Oh, rebounding part of it too. And he's an awful rebounder yeah. at that spot. So, um, yeah, look, I, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not trying to be down on, on JJJ. He, I, I definitely did not have him as the winner last year. I can't remember if I had him on my ballot at all. I felt like it was a little bit inflated. Um, there's a lot of great cases for him, especially when you get into some of the, like the deep stats and stuff. I just, there were a lot of other things. I was like, I just, I just don't see, I just, it, it doesn't hit with me. Um, anyway, I had him third. You talked me into Giannis jumping in there, which is probably foolish on my part to be talked into something here, but that's what I'm going to go with. So, um, my dark horse is like, if you're going to give me Draymond green at plus 2,500, despite that he's going to miss at least a month of season, I don't care. I'm going to take Draymond green. He should have won it last year. Uh, he probably should have like three or four, three or four more at this point in his career. A little bit of hyperbole there, but uh, he's the best defender in the league when he's right. Now, how much is he going to be right I, this year? Gosh, I don't. Know. I don't. So we'll see. That's the thing is, I I don't know, man. <laughs> no, I, I yeah. look. It's a dark horse. That's, yeah, that's you're right. I mean, like, you're right. Yeah, I look at that and I see, man, plus twenty five hundred. He's he's beneath. He's beneath Walker Kessler and Rudy Gobert <laughs> oh, no. and some of these other guys. Like that okay. should be on yeah, his. Me, that should that. be on his locker right there. Like <laughs> that is a locker yeah. room locker betting odds of Walker Kessler being a higher odds than you, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ooh, so, no disrespect like, to like Walker Kessler, but you're no Draymond yeah. Green, and you're what second year player. So yeah, yeah, yikes. To me, Draymond Green remains like the standard of what this award should be about. Um, and anyway. Uh, we can, we can move on. Tobin, before we get into rookie of the year, we got two more awards to pick here. Before we do rookie of the year, I have a little trivia question for you. Or uh, the game's probably the wrong word, but I'm gonna run you through this. I have the list here of every rookie of the year since the year mm-hmm. 2000, since the two, since the 2000 2001 season. Um. How many of these guys can you name? Oh, not very many. Don't have to go in order. You do whatever you want, and I can give you hints along the way if you'd like. But uh, how many of Wait, these? Wait, since what year? How many of these 20, two, two, 2001 since that season? So we've got 23 Jeez. guys here. How many can you name? And at some point, I'll just say, all right, we're good. Okay, we're I'm going to go. I'm going to go in order from 2000. Okay. Uh, I don't know 2000 at all. There's no way I'm going to get that. Okay. Uh, 2001 was Amari Stoudemire. That's 2002, so I'll give you, okay, yeah, you okay. got one there. All right. uh, the next yeah. year was LeBron. Mm-hmm. 
Then Okafor. Yeah. Thought that might get you. I thought you no, because he because I remember think of it as Dwight Howard. No, because yeah. I remember that whole tough, year tough was for Dwight Howard. That, by that, the way. that whole year was Okafor <laughs> Dwight, and everybody was grumpy that Okafor was kind of because he was wasn't really, I mean he was wasn't he was Okafor so uh, right and Dwight at the time was the fun loving one, and everybody was wondering why he wasn't. Uh-huh. So it's weird. Yeah, yeah. It, maybe time. they knew yeah. ahead of for everybody else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know after that. Mm, I don't know. Uh, Kevin Durant obviously won one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, shoot. I mentioned two of them in the the open. I called you the to my two of them. Oh, say so, Tyreek Evans. Uh-huh. I didn't. I didn't catch the other one you said. I forgot. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's one Derek in between Rose. Durant and Evans. Derrick Rose, you got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, you're to, you're to the 10 11. You're to the I'm 10 trying 11 to think, season. Okay, I know well I I I skipped over after the 0506 year. I know mm-hmm. that that was the Andrew Bogut draft class, but I don't remember who. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who else? You're going to kick yourself when you when you miss this one if you miss that one. Okay, it wasn't Bynum. No. Oh, okay. I'm going to come back to that. Uh okay. So I did Durant, Rose, Evans. So 2010, 2010-11 was a guy who didn't play his rookie season. He won the, he missed the whole rookie season and then won the next year. Ooh. So he was in the Tyreek Evans draft class. Okay, so that was Blake Griffin. Yeah. Okay. Kyrie was after that. Uh-huh, yeah. I don't know, 12-13. Uh, 13-14, I don't know. Uh, 14-15, that was Wiggins because I was... Uh-huh. Super in on Wiggins. After Wiggins was again Carl Anthony Towns because everybody's like a d- uh-huh. dynasty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next one's real the, wheels off. The next one is the Ben Simmons draft class, but he was not the rookie of the year that year. He was the rookie of the next year. Uh-huh. I don't Got you on that remember one. who the Ben Simmons draft class was. Then after Ben Simmons was Luca, then Ja. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamelo, mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes win it. Yeah. Okay, and then Paolo. Okay, so you're missing sixteen, seventeen, thirteen, fourteen, twelve, thirteen, six, seven, five, six, and then oh, two thousand oh one, oh one, oh two, and two of the names on here. No, three of the names on here are like Hall of Fame players. What? Yeah, no. and then there's some kind of scrubs. There's okay. There's a, well, and then one guy that's like one of the great what ifs of the era. Six seven. That was the Bargnani year, right? Mm-hmm. He did not win it. Though. No, no, no. That is his draft. Should class, have been Adam yeah. Morrison's, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I'll never, I'll never, I will never let that go. I wanted him to be so good. Uh, God, that was a. I didn't because he's white. You know how I feel about white players who are American. Dude, I don't think I'm gonna get this one. You got one, two, three, four, five, six. You got seven names left. Okay. If you oh oh five six that that was Bogut. That's Chris Paul. He that is yeah. okay. You were gonna be mad if you missed. That yeah, because that was the, there is another like all because that was the year that they were like half in Oklahoma City, half in New York, New Orleans, right? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, because it was it was Katrina. Two thousand five was Katrina. Go with that. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, or they were in Oklahoma City because of Katrina. I think that's what it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Okay, you said I'm, I'm missing oh six oh seven. Mm-hmm. What other ones? 12, 13, 13, 14, 16, 17, and then the first two. The first two. Gosh. Yeah, I think I'm... You're missing one of the worst rookie classes of all time in... Oh, I mean, maybe the worst rookie class of all time, all time is the Kenyon Martin draft, 2001. Oh. 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 Uh, shoot. I feel like you're going to tell me. And I, 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 <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because it's not Jason Richardson. No, he was the next year. He was part of the the next class. Oh, but I don't have that year either, do I? You don't, no. Man, I don't know. I feel like, I, I feel like I'm stumped at this point. Okay. You did pretty decent. You're going to be real mad when you hear one or two of these names. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, one is Mike Miller. Oh, I would have never gotten that. That's the Kenny okay. Martin. But that yeah. is the guy. That is who I called you at the start of the episode. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> or called me. I don't remember. Um, oh, one, oh, two is Pau Gasol. Okay. I mean, I yeah. The Kwame, the Kwame Brown draft. That's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, right I don't think I remember that he was Rookie of the Year, though. Yeah. Sharif Abdul-Rahim trade. Crazy. One of the great what-ifs of the era... Oh six oh seven, Brandon Roy. Oh yeah. If that guy had knees, oh my yeah. Gosh. Okay, when you said what I love, when Brandon you said Roy. what ifs, I should have immediately known. That's one of your biggest what ifs. Yeah, Derek Lively just just ended Zach Collins' life. Oh my gosh. Um. Okay, I'm gonna skip the big one that you're gonna be mad about. Here's the two. The, the other two are very wheels off. Very wheels off. Michael Carter Williams. <laughs> yeah. Was the thirteen zero chance I would have gotten that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of one of the smart plays uh, in Philly of like recognizing. Nah, this guy's not good. Who else is in that year? Uh, like, is that the Depot year? That was the yeah. No, Giannis Depot, was in that draft. Noel, oh my God, Giannis. Giannis was in that draft. He was CJ McCollum, obviously Shane Larkin. <laughs> um, so <laughs> there was at least one Plumlee, maybe two. Jeez, in that draft. what a what a uh, wheels off year that it was. It was a bad draft. It's a bad draft, but hey, the Mavs got Shane Larkin, you know, and they got Dwight Howard out of that, you know, because they made that trade. Um, perfect. <laughs> That's probably a good thing when you get Dwight Howard, though, for being honest. So, you correctly identified the Ben Simmons draft year. The player that won the award that year was Malcolm Brogdon. Oh yeah, no Joel chance. Embiid, who didn't play the year before that, um, no chance I would have got then, that. But they only played like forty games or something. Um, in his rookie season. So Mark, uh, Malcolm Brogdon there. And then the player that you left on the board here, Damian Lillard. <laughs> what so, year was that? The 12, 13. Season. It feels Anthony like he's Davis been draft. in the league way longer than that. And so like uh-huh. when you said 12, 13, I, he didn't even cross my mind like that. I feel like he's been in the league for 20 years already. So. <laughs> I know that's, I, I definitely get that. But yes, it was him, him and uh, him and AD in that draft class. Yeah, I he probably would have guessed AD if I would have thought about it. That's a yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. You did a good job. I'm I proud did better of you. than that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Next time I'm gonna do <laughs> most improved player. Yeah. Zero just, chance. <laughs> just so we can. I'm not even sure I could name the most wheels off names. Ever. I'm not even sure I could name who did who was it who it was last year. Like I don't. 
I don't. Uh, I don't know because you didn't. We didn't go that. over it in our pre pregame. So no. yeah, I, I, I have totally no idea. Forgot. No, it's honestly it's out, rookie of, of the year. Rookie of the year yeah. and MVP are the only ones that I could probably spout off. Yeah, and it's only because they're kind of the MVPs of each section. Like yeah. you know, there's even an MVP is <laughs> only easy because it gets the, it, every player goes through their cycle of three or two. Right. So yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, that was fun. Uh, rookie of the year, Tobin, give me your ballot. Okay, my number, th- I, my number three is uh, I I can't remember how to say his name, Oscar Thompson. Mm-hmm. I I think that he's going to surprise some people, and I think the Pistons are. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I took the over on them too. I think they're going to be they're going to be fun. I think to watch. I mean, they're not going to be good, but I think they're going to be fun, and I think that he's going to fall into that too. I went him over Amen. Um, my number two is Scoot. I think Scoot's going to score a lot and be a lot of fun to watch. My number one is obviously, I think it has to be Wimby. Even if he's not playing up to the caliber, he's going to get the award. There's no doubt. Um, I, I My omission is Chet. I don't think Chet's going to... I think if Chet is healthy, he will fall in line with the team ball and probably take hits from that points-wise, but I also am, am bullish on him staying healthy. So... Um, I think he'll definitely be up there if he's playing. But uh, my dark horse is, uh, it's not as much of a dark horse as the other ones I've been choosing, but my dark horse is Bilal Sulabali. Oh, nice. He played tonight. He, yeah. I think that yeah. he has that pro pedigree that could, that could, I think he's going to end up being one of the better, like, like all around players this year, but he may not surprise, he may not like do a lot of ton you know, of points and stuff like that. But I think that he's going to, I think he could end up being one of those dark horse. Like he looks like a, like a good player. And if the wizards are going to be, you know, who they are, he might get a ton of playing time too. <laughs> sure. Yeah. This is the least interesting of the awards to me this year. Cause it's, it's an, just yeah, so no clearly Wimby. Like, yeah. He, I mean, he's minus minus one sixty to win. If he has a down year and scoot, scoot would have to average over 30 points a game yeah. to even win over a Wimby on a mediocre year. Like, cause like, well, they're going to give this to Wimby. There's no, no world. It's not going to happen. Like right. this isn't like Zion and unless he's injured, if yeah, he gets injured, sure. you know, then that changes the, the, the dynamic. But yes, this isn't like this. Zion jaws year where there's like this two headed, like top player that, that we're, we're watching go back and forth all year. Like this is Wimby's year unless he gives it away or injures it away. So yeah. Yeah. Agree. Um, who's your dark? Do you, did you give your dark horse? I'm sorry. Yeah. It's Bilal Sulabali. Oh, that's right. My, my bad. Sorry. 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 I am I saying that right. I'm pretty sure I am. Into the game. Yeah. Sounds good to me, man. I'll go I'm with looking it. up the phonetic. Um, <laughs> rookie of the year. Yeah. A three. I have scoot at three plus 400. I have Chet at two, at two plus 700. Uh, I mean, Chet is going to play. I don't think that winning should matter at all. And it usually doesn't when it comes to rookie of the year. Uh, but there's Chet is going to have to carry a, a a pretty heavy load for the Thunder if they're going to reach any of the the aspirations that they have. Um, and at a certain point, I think Scoot's probably going to struggle a little bit. I have no doubt that he's capable of being a very very good basketball player and having nights where he's just like a monster and stuff. But I think night to night, there's a pretty decent chance. Uh, um, excuse me, Chet has a bi- plays a bigger role and has a bigger impact. So. Um, yeah, I'll go Chet to, at two, Scoot at three, Wimby at Wimby at one, minus one sixteen, mm-hmm. and that's that's stupid. Honestly, if you're betting anywhere else, I don't even like any of the dark horse candidates. 
to be honest, I put Jairus Walker down. He's plus 3,500. He played six minutes tonight in a game that they won by 40 points. So that doesn't bode well, but I'm just going to roll with it because I don't like any of the other. I don't like any of the A lot of the dark horse candidates are like, you know, like the Thunder have so many on their own team. And then uh, who is it that like, I forget who it was. One of the ones like Kaysen Wallace that was pretty high up, but like Kaysen had a horrible summer league. So like, yeah, there's just, there's, I, well, and how is he, I just don't know how he's going to get on the no, floor. Like, like they have, so you know, many same guards. thing with the, the Rockets, the Rockets have so many young players and like Cam Whitmore and, um, you know, and, and Amen Thompson, like, I just yeah. don't see how they're going to, they're going to take votes away from each other. So like, they're really, it doesn't matter. Is this Wimby's award, like barring a catastrophe. Yeah. So yeah. Agree. Agree. All right. The big one. MVP, uh, three, two, one. Before total. we do that, can you remind me and the listener what's mm-hmm. the rules on games played for this stuff this year? Because I think that's going to play into my picks. It doesn't. It, I believe it's sixty-five games, but they've already said that that's not going to count for guys like LeBron. Like if you're if you've played a certain number of years, oh, I didn't catch that games. Yeah, they added that. That was a late oh, addition annoying. to it. it. Was like, of course they're going to find ways to keep. To keep, you know, LeBron and his buddies Well, in that this thing, changes so. my list a little bit, too, because, well, not changes it. I just, because I, I the, okay, so, I, spoiler, I didn't put KD on my list anywhere because I just don't think he's going to play enough games, like, um, this mm-hmm. year. I don't think he's going to have to. But, okay, so my MVP is number three because I think that he's going to play a lot of games and he's going to do a lot. I think this is his year where he takes a leap, at least production-wise. I think Devin Booker is my number three. Um my number two is Nikola Jokic, and my number one, as I stated earlier, is Giannis and Teto Kumpo, because I do think that mm. I, I could be wrong on this, but last time he signed an extension, whenever it was like the will he won't he stay, he signed an extension. He had the monster MVP year, and I think they won the title that year too, if I remember correctly. Mm. And so mm. I think that he's going to have a new energy this year with uh, Dame Lillard and new coach and all the things he's been saying in the press about how he wants to, you know, he is here for there for the reasons he wants to be there. Um, I think he's going to pick up some slack too with Middleton and whatnot. So I just think that he's going to be a monster. I, I at least, I, you know, honestly, I'm kind of hoping for it too. I'm hoping he goes nuts. And so, um, Giannis is my number one for MVP. My dark horse is another player that I think last year was like legit, like getting legitimate votes for for a while, and I think that they're going to make a jump this year. The, I already chose them to make a jump. Same thing with Mark Dagno. I'm going with Shea Gilgis Alexander. I think that if he has a mm. year like he had last year and he's more consistent and they're winning more games, I think there's a chance that he could steal some votes from people. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he was first team All NBA last year. Um, and oh, I forgot about I, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm shorting them just a little bit because I, I don't think that they're, I think that they've become slightly overvalued or overrated is not really the right word. They're on the right track by all, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not throwing shade at the thunder yet. I will. I'm happy to throw shade at the thunder, but, um, I'm not throwing shade at the thunder. I just, I, I, I feel like the expectation is a little too high for them and it will take being top four in the West. I think for him to oh, be 100%. a yeah, it, it's- MVP candidate. And I don't see that in the West, but I could be, I said on the over under and I'll continue to say like they, that is a team that definitely could make me look very foolish by doubting them, like slightly doubting them even, you know? So yeah, I like that pick. Uh, the thing about this award that's tough is, is we know that the narrative is a huge part of it. Mm -hmm. That's going to play a factor into some of this for me. And as it does with the voters, 
Um, the narrative is a huge thing, but also it, it, a lot of times it comes down to what is your supporting, uh, staff like, you know, who do you have around you? And so that makes it tougher. I think that makes it tougher for Giannis to win this year, um, because he has Lillard now. Um, I think that guys like KD and Booker, I don't even know if they like, you know, neutralize each other as much as it's just like, I mean, this is KD's the best player on this team. Even if he doesn't play enough games, then I don't know that I'm giving it to Booker. If I feel like KD is the best player on the team. Um, so supporting staff's a big, big part of it. I, let me say this. If the, it's the same for SGA. If the Mavs are top four in the West, then Luka wins this thing. It's it's a I think it's I don't know if it's a done deal because Jokic and Giannis both continue to put up stats that are just like freaking two K stuff um, or like Wilt Chamberlain kind of things. So that could that could definitely happen. I'm gonna take Luka off my ballot here because I've put him on the last couple of years and it hasn't gone well. So I'm gonna not do that here. Maybe Can we I'm talk about problem, that for a second? Right? Please. I took him off, or I did. Sorry, I never added him because, again, I said in the beginning, like I'm voting, like I feel like voters are going to vote, and the voters, like historically, have not voted well for him. And it comes to MVP um, for for like you're just saying for the supporting cast is a big part of that, and and so I just I think that there's a very good chance that like you're right. If we're top four, he's definitely going to get consideration, but like I just don't have faith that the voters are going to put him up there. So that's why he's not on my ballot. So, yeah, could be, I mean, it's to me, it's like, it's easy to make a case for why he ends up there again, depending on team success. This is the huge, the biggest factor in MVP as it should be. Um, but he's, he looks like he's in great shape. He's, you know, he went through the, tr- the, the bad run last year. So if they come out and they play well, and by the way, I mean, I think that, I think there may be some people who are like, well, he's he's got a good, a better supporting cast now with Kyrie and everything. He got super, but the second he went out, both times tonight when he's gone out, they go, they they've gone, they become crap again. And I hope that those things work out. It's the first game of the season. I hope that that gets better through the course and everything. But like, that was a major problem. That's been a problem for the Mavs for the last however many years. Is Lucas sits and they get destroyed in the twelve minutes that he's not on the court. You know. Um, I don't know that that's going to change all that much this year, even with, even with Kyrie. So, um, I didn't put him on my, my, my ballot here. Cause I, I think you got to end up in the top four for, to have real consideration for that. And I don't, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't bet on it with the Mavs. You know, I don't know that they're way out of that problem maybe, but regardless, um, that's our little Mavs time right there. Um, I went three, I went Jason Tatum at three. <sighs> um, I think there's a decent chance the Celtics are the best team in the league, at least as far as record goes. Uh, and he's far and away the best player on the team. Now you can absolutely make a case that his supporting cast is what's going to keep him from winning this thing. Um, but he finished fourth last year. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he's top three this year. So yeah, seven fifty for Jason Tatum. He, he was like number four on my list. Like I, I don't, I, I would not be surprised at all if he ends up being a top candidate. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, two, one is the same for me. I reversed them. I went Giannis two uh, at plus 600 and, and Jokic one at plus 4,300 or four, excuse me, 430 added a zero there. Um, definitely there's a chance Giannis just goes ham all year and, and gets back into it. 
you could make a case that any of the last three years that he should have won the award. Yeah, um, and that's the other thing too is like that I was thinking through was like, are they going to give Jokic the year, you know, the award again? Because I, you know, they always play that game too. Of yeah, he's got to. Yeah. There was a zero percent chance of him winning the award last year. I felt like we. I said that on the app. We. I think we both said that on our episode last last year when we did this. Uh, when we did our awards pick, there was no world in which he was going to win three MVPs in a row. It wasn't going to happen. Is stealing money um, from Vegas on that. He still finished second. There was no world where he was going to finish first, in my opinion, despite how incredible he is and despite being able to say, hey, he might have been better last year than he was the two years that he won the MVP now. Now the narrative switches back the other way for him where we say the guy who won last year, I'm just doing the narrative part. That guy was a fraud. They bounce out in the second round again. This is not a team or a person that I can trust. He campaigned the whole freaking season and powder, you know, all these sorts of things. This guy just goes out there and just takes care of business. And by the way, it takes the team to a title and on a team, by the way, that doesn't have any other, any yeah, other all-stars. True. Um, didn't add anybody in the off season. Who's going to make, I think at least like, I mean, you know, they're, they're depending a lot on Christian Brown to take the place of some of these other guys. All that to say, there's a very, very easy narrative to form to say Giannis is, is the MVP. And there's a very, very easy narrative to form to say, um, Jokic is and I and I I like Jokic's narrative case a, a little bit better than I like. I would Giannis's. be more than happy with either one of them winning it too. I think that that's it's good for the NBA for either one of them to win it. So, um, sure. yeah, I just yeah, I'm I'm with you. And and, and honestly, between if it is between those two, it literally might come down to you know whose team finished better this year, and and that's okay. Like I think that that's there's nothing wrong with that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, my dark horse, I went, uh, I mentioned him earlier. I went with Anthony Edwards. I, Ooh, that's a good I one. don't know that we're going to get the leap that I sort of want to see or I expect is probably not the right terminology. I really like watching Anthony Edwards play basketball. I can see a world where he becomes an, like a top, you know, an all NBA first team or second team player. I can also see a world where he remains kind of a frustrating experience for his entire career. I, it it really could go either way for me. Um, but I enjoy watching the guy play basketball. So I'm like, you know, whatever. But I, if he makes a leap, let's say that the, the, the Timberwolves do end up being like a top, a top four team, um, in the West, it's not going to be because of cat. It's not going to be because of their defense. In my opinion, it's going to be because Anthony Edwards, is the yeah. guy who, um, you know, he's he's potentially capable. I think we we think he's capable of being. Um, and if that happens, then that's a guy who gets some MVP votes. It's way more likely, way, 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 way more, even if he does make that leap this year. Let's say he does become an all-NBA first-team player. Um, it's it's way, way, way more likely that he that this is the year that you kind of pay your dues and then next year is the year that you're really in contention for, for the awards. I, again, I don't think that, that, that either of these things are super, super likely, but I like the odds at plus 4,000. Kind of thought about LeBron at plus 5,000. Don't oh, really dude. feel like it's a... He's not going to play enough minutes. I don't feel like that's a realistic <laughs> thing, but I don't I don't hate the... It's, it's kind of the same as like, I don't like the Draymond odds at plus 2,500. You're going to give me that chance. Like if LeBron... And then last night he was on a minutes restriction, and I was like, okay, never mind. I'm not. I'm and not, sulked know, about I'm not it. Go that too route, afterwards. And sulked about it. Classic. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the you, to form the narrative for LeBron is the easiest thing in the entire world, right? So 
Um, that's yeah, not a bad forty bet. years old and winning an MVP. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's watch Jordan um, do that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's really easy to form that narrative. So, um, you know, maybe if that, you're Skip I, Bayless, I don't know about anything by else. So. No, if if LeBron, if the Lakers are the two are the the two seed in January, and LeBron is averaging twenty four six and eight or something, seven, something like that. Even if the statistical advantage for all these other guys is through the roof, that is going to be the conversation is the, the LeBron is LeBron, the MVP conversation. It's going to be, yeah. and it's, and that would be a valid conversation. I guess at that point, you know, if they're, yeah. if they're second in the league, then yeah, absolutely. You got to have that conversation. But I also don't think, I mean, I think that that's going to be more I mean, gross. I think it's gonna be more about is AD, but we also know AD is sure. not going to be healthy sure. enough to play for enough yeah. games. So, Right. I think if the Lakers are very successful this year, it's way more about a combination of AD finally like finding the rhythm to be consistently good night in and night out and, and play night in and night out and just kind of the attrition of the West, of how difficult it is to play in the Western Conference yeah. where you you just don't get many easy easy wins. Um, so, you know, we'll see. All right, cool. It's been fun. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell a friend. Bring your basketball buddies around to listen to this podcast. It helps us greatly to carve out a little space in this very current podcast market. Leave us a five-star rating and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to a podcast. And in that review, tell us the most obscure or random NBA jersey that you own or have owned in the past. And we like to read those out at the end of the show. We'll be back next week probably just kind of talking about just general thoughts of the first week of the season. Um, and in another week or two, we will do, uh, we'll talk about the city jerseys and maybe do a little draft with our friend Danny from, uh, the rankings. Do you have the dump button ready for that one? Cause my (laughs) gracious jerseys are bad. I'm going to call, I'm going to send a letter to Phil Knight between now and that episode and see if I can get him to come on because he needs to explain himself. I'm sure he had a lot to do with this. Yeah, uh, but you, hey, man, you're the head of the company. <laughs> yeah, you're the guy. You're the if guy. you're gonna let right. Ben Affleck okay. play you in a movie, the buck stops with me. So, <laughs> with those little short shorts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next week. And until then, stay hard, Ronnie Rogers.